All rise for the Honorable Judge Rookstar. Order. I said, order! Hi, my name is the Honorable Judge Matt, and this is Cold Case Chase. On today's episode, we will be talking about Lizzie Borden and her bloody axe. But, is Lizzie really our suspected killer? Let's go ahead, find out, and jump right in. We'll start this story with a bit of background. In the late 1800s, the Borden family was one of the wealthiest families in the state of Massachusetts, with their net worth being over $1 million in today's world. However, even though the family was better off than most, Mr. Borden still forced his family into being frugal with their money. They ate a mutton-based diet and cut expenses wherever they could. Mr. Borden then married a woman named Sarah Morse and together they had three children, Emma, Alice, who unfortunately died as a child, and finally, the youngest, Lizzie. When Lizzie was only two years old, her mother passed away, leaving her with no mother figure besides her older sister. Only three years after Sarah's death, Mr. Borden remarried to a woman named Abby Durfee. Both of the children, however, weren't too fond of her, calling her by her first name or Mrs. Borden, as she would be later known. Lizzie was often described as a pious woman who feared God and was kind to others. However, she was known to have rapid mood swings, which could get violent. Now that the background has been set, are we ready to examine the events of that fateful day? Yes, Your Honor, I believe we are. Good. Then let's get started. On August 4th, 1892, in Fall Rivers, Massachusetts, the lifeless bodies of Andrew and Abby Borden were found hacked to death at around 11.15 a.m. The supposed murder weapon was either a hatchet or an axe. Andrew Borden was hit 11 times while his second wife, Abby, was hit 18 times. Besides the victims, four other people lived in the house at the time. Lizzie Borden, Emma Borden, their uncle John Morse, and the maid, Bridget, or Maggie Sullivan. However, Emma Borden was out of town for the event of the killings. The murders are suspected to be a crime of passion due to nothing being stolen, missing, or there being a struggle for an entrance. So, let's go through the timeline of events. At 10.40 a.m., Mr. Borden laid down for the last time on his living room sofa to take a nap. At the same time, Mrs. Borden is believed to be at the doctor's office. Maggie was upstairs in her room, also trying to go to sleep. And in the backyard at around 10.50 a.m., Lizzie Borden went into the barn and is not accounted for until 11.15 a.m. when she comes back into the house because she heard a quote-unquote heavy fall and a subdued groaning. Lizzie then stated that she walked back to the house but noticed that the screen door was open when she had sworn she had closed it on the way out. Nevertheless, she entered the house and saw her father on the couch, 
His face turned to mush. Come down quick. Father's dead. Somebody's come in and killed him. Mr. Borden was believed to be asleep when he died. There was no struggle, no fight, just death. Lizzie then calmly asked Maggie to go find the doctor to help, which she then went and did. They're right this way. Oh, Maggie, you've brought the doctor. Thank goodness, I was getting worried. Yes, but we cannot find your mother. Have you seen her? (laughs) Oh, Maggie... I'm almost sure I heard her come in. Go upstairs and see if she is there. Mrs. Borden? guest bedroom, Mrs. Borden lay on the floor, with her head bludgeoned in, presumably by the same axe that killed her husband. As stated before, this was no burglary or a one-off serial killer. This was someone close to the family. And today, we are going to try to figure out who. Today, we are going to hear theory, I mean, eyewitness testimonies of three of the suspects presented in the case. Let's go ahead and bring the first one forward, shall we? I would like to call John Moss to the stand. Sir, please identify yourself and how you relate to the Bardens. I'm John Vinicum Morse brother of the former wife of Mr. Borden, and uncle to their children. Mr. Morse, you may begin. Well, I don't really have much to say. I was staying at the Bordens for a short while. I wanted to be around my nieces, as well as some of the other relatives I have in town. Andrew was nice enough to lend me his guest bedroom to use. As for the day we lost my brother-in-law, I can't be of any help. I was out all morning visiting one of my relatives, along with the doctor. He's ill, and I wanted to go see him before he passed. The doctor? Yes, sir. So you're saying, during the murders, you claim to be with the doctor. The one who was with Mrs. Borden, as well as Maggie and Lizzie when the body of Mr. Borden was found. Well, uh... I've heard quite enough, Mr. Morse. You may leave the stand. John V. Morse is a very popular suspect as of late, and definitely had the time for the murders on that day. As you'll see later, he also revealed some sensitive information to another one of the suspects in the case, which could have been a ploy to pin it on her. However... There's no clear motive for why he would kill the Bordens. So, 
he's overruled. Please bring forward Bridget Sullivan. Please state your name and what you do for the Bardens. I'm Bridget Sullivan and I'm the Borden's maid. Miss Sullivan, please begin your testimony. Well, it was a warm summer day and I had just finished the chores for the morning. I hadn't seen all the Bordens that day, but I knew that both Lizzie and her father were home. I went into my quarters to take a nap. I'd almost fallen asleep when I heard Lizzie cry for help. I ran downstairs as fast as I could and when I saw Mr. Borden, I almost fainted. Lizzie was there in her nice blue dress, sobbing. She had been in the barn all morning, but there were no stains on her dress. I ran to go get the doctor, and when I returned, we went upstairs and found Mrs. Borden in the guest room, dead. You said Lizzie's dress had no stains on it? Yes, none at all. Interesting. Thank you for your time, Miss Sullivan. You may leave. Maggie Sullivan, the Borden's maids, is a suspect in this case because of a theory that was brought forward involving her and Lizzie conspiring together. The theory states that the two were lovers and had a secret relationship. One day, Mrs. Borden found out, and they killed her in John Morse's bedroom to frame him. Then, they killed Mr. Borden so that there would be no witnesses. There is very little evidence for this theory, however. Some look at the fact that Maggie very clearly stated that Lizzie had no stains on her dress, unprompted, while others look at Lizzie's later life when she admitted to having crushes on actresses. Either way, I think this theory is very far from the truth. Please bring forward Lizzie Borden. Miss Borden, please stay. This is ridiculous. I am Lizzie Borden, daughter of Andrew Borden. I can't believe I am even sitting here to testify my innocence. This is... Miss Borden, please keep calm. There is a lot of evidence piled up here, and not in your favor, I might add. Wildly inconsistent answers in your testimony. A burned dress that you claim to have spilled paint on. And not to mention the purchase of a house in Fall Rivers that you bought quite quickly after the death of your parents. Are you trying to say I'm guilty, Your Honor? Not for now. Right now, I'm still stating the evidence. Miss Borden, if you will, we have a few questions for you. Now, on the day before the murder, it was reported that you had asked for the drug prussic acid from your local pharmacist. For everyone not familiar with the liquid, it is a poison. Do you know anything about this? No, I don't. Now, did you know about your father's will and that you and your sister would be getting a large sum of money? No, I didn't. Now, are you quite sure, Miss Borden? That house in Fall River seems to say otherwise. Yes, I did know. Who told you about it? My uncle. 
John V. Morse. How did you feel about your mother dying? She was not my mother. Mrs. Borden's passing, along with my father's, was very upsetting. You refer to your mother as Mrs. Borden? I do. Several years back, she requested that my father buy her sister a house, which he did. My father rarely spent money on his own children, but for her, he would do anything. Hmm, Lizzie Borden, what do you need that house for? Please, Father. With a possible motive at hand, and other circumstantial evidence, it seemed that Lizzie Borden was the perfect killer. A grudge against her mother, a grudge against her father, and she was at the right place at the right time. However, in the end, Lizzie Borden was never found guilty. Well then, after we've heard everything, I believe we have a verdict. In the case of the murders of Andrew and Abby Borden, you, Lizzie Borden, are... Thank you for listening to the latest episode of Cold Case Chase. Thank you to Coag Music for supplying the music in this episode, and thank you to all the wonderful voice actors who helped me along the way. Make sure to go check them out in the description. Also in the description is our Discord server. If you want to feel like part of our community, come audition for some of the pods, and just be a general member of the community, we would love to have you there. Also, keep an eye out for our newest and latest show coming up very soon, Case Closed, hosted by Shane. Also, if you're using Apple, please leave us a five-star review. It really helps us out a lot, get recommended to other people. But if you're not going for a five-star review, make sure you recommend the podcast for everyone that you know, because we would really appreciate it as well. Also, if you'd like to become a member of the podcast and support us, there's a link in the description to our membership prices. Thank you, and we'll see you next time on Cold Case Chase.